Today I am joined with one of my oldest pals, or friendo as I would call them. Um, she is very, very talented. Her name is Mackenzie Moore. Um, hi, Mackenzie. Hello, G Rice. I, I, we're going to pretend like we haven't just been talking for 10 minutes before I started recording. <laughs> We've been talking about the important stuff like mayonnaise. Ugh, mayonnaise, French. We're very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into the swing of things because this is my first podcast back for season two. That's why we have such a special guest because um, she's just cool. So I guess you probably want to know how we met. Um, we met at a little thing called Girls Rock Camp, Madison. They're all over the U.S. and I think even the world. Um, similar to some of my other guests that you may have heard like Nora and Savannah. If I'm forgetting anyone, I apologize. Um, and Mackenzie plays guitar, drums, sings, writes music. Am I missing any instruments? I mean, that's all about, that's all I deserve to be credited with, I would say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, those are the main, like the main are guitar and singing. She has music and we'll, we'll totally dive into that. But we have been in, we have written original songs together. We've done Foo Fighters, Green Day cover bands, uh, We've hung out, I go to her show, she has a special song, that's my favorite. And yeah, so we've just been doing that, I kind of explained what GRC was in previous episodes if you listen to it, but it's a one-week music camp, it's super fun, and that is how we met. Cute story. Cute story, thank you. Told all over the place, but it sums it up. And I think that was, <laughs> uh, when was your first year? Oh man, it was, I think after, seven, the summer after seventh grade so whatever year that was okay I don't remember how old I was in seventh grade maybe like 12 I think I'd like just turned 13 because my birthday is in the summer 13 Ooh, summer birthday when's your birthday June 10th June 10th I'm a May 29th we're like nice close Gemini's Gemini's unite heck yeah that's so fun um cool okay so yeah so we joined around like the same time because I joined when I was 11 my first one was 2011 so there you go. It's hard to remember sometimes when you're, like, really little. But I think they all kind of run together. They do. After a while, like, I have nine CDs, and I'll listen to them, and I'm like, which song is mine? Like, I don't remember <laughs> right away. Yeah. Or, like, Especially the drums will be really good, and I'm like, oh, this must be me. And then I go to my song, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and plus, like, at camp, like, there's always those songs or like, you low-key think that someone else's band wrote a better song than your band did a lot of years. She's like, yeah, yeah, that song was mine, right? It had to have been. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I'm, like, digging my song, and then we'll do, like, the pre, uh, the rehearsal, and I'm like, these songs could be on Z104, and I would yeah. get into them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, love our, I love our songs, too, though, I think, you know. Right, they have a, they have a special place. Exactly, for sure. Including the cover band songs, which I don't hesitate to go all out for. I mean, if you know me, I love my wigs, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta dress it up. So. And the time, yeah. No, go for it. I was gonna bring up that time that we did, like, the, we did times like these. No, it was, it was These Days by the Foo Fighters. And yeah. we all used the names from the Long Road to Ruin music video. Yes. 
Um, he had like a mustache and stuff. Davy right. Grolty? Davy Grolton. Grolton. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, of course, Les Groper. Les Groper. That was so funny. It was like inside joke. I think Karen understood. And then oh, yeah. like not everybody else did, but that was fine because we knew. Yeah. <laughs> We knew. That's another thing, listener. Um, Mackenzie and I saw the Foo Fighters together. It was magical. It was... I passed out. It was everything. <laughs> it was the best. Dave, night. Dave Grohl is, like, one of my honorary fathers. I have many, but he's one of them. Dude, do you hear that? You can pre-order his book now? Yes. And, yeah, like... Yeah, okay. I don't know, like, how much it is, though. It's $30. Okay, I'm gonna have to splurge on my dad. That's fine. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's worth it. Oh, okay, put that in my notes. Listener, Dave Grohl, you can pre-order his book. This is, this is my first paid sponsorship. This is an ad. They don't sponsor me, but I want him to. So buy Dave Grohl's book. There we go. Oh, my goodness. So we talked about how we met and, um, you know, how we both play music. But Mackenzie has what's the word, put out, like, recorded music, an EP, and singles, one of my favorite songs, Mannequin, is from her EP that came out in 2018 called Veins. Check it out on all platforms. Ooh, you did your research. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to research you because I totally forgot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just know because I'm a fan. Oh, um, my God, And so- I'm curious, did you start writing music before GRC and, like, when you write songs, I guess this is kind of two separate questions, but when you write songs, do you like to start with lyrics? Do you like to start with instrumental? Like, what's that process like? And when did you kind of start doing that? So there's not like a super clear cutoff of like when I started, but I think it was definitely before camp started. But when I started going to camp, like I could not sing in front of people. So like it was mostly just like writing on guitar. So now pretty much all the time music has to come first because like it's so easy to think of like lyrics but if you can't think of like a melody for them then they're kind of just poems yeah so I have a hard time going lyrics first interesting that kind of makes sense because and if you hear the melody in your head then you have to like figure out how to play exactly that too right like sometimes I go for melody but so much easier to get a melody from chords I get that yeah to kind of piece it together Interesting. Right. Inside the mind. So when you started writing before GRC, uh, like, what kind of things did you write about? Man, I don't even, I guess just like, you know, sad, angsty, preteen stuff <laughs> for the most part. Like, let's get out of this town. That kind yeah, of thing. I can see that. And yeah, and you grew up in, <laughs> and re- tell everyone where you grew up. Okay, so it's a little bit complicated. Okay. Technically, I'm in Roxbury, but everybody calls it Sock City, and it's a Sock City address because I don't think Roxbury is a post office. But I kind of claim Sock City because Sock City has the first Culver's, and I'm very proud of that. That if you're not from Wisconsin, then you don't understand. But that's a big deal. It is. Culver's Thank you. Is the best. <laughs> um, that I totally get that. Like your songs are either about like. I love all my stuffed animals or like, I hate everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. No in between. (laughs) That's really funny. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about Mannequin specifically and the inspiration for that. This is my favorite song by Mackenzie. It's, it's awesome. It's badass. It's great. I've heard it live so many times and we'll just, we'll just walk through 
the big lyric is I'm not human, I'm in a mannequin. Where, where I'm an I'm an ugly mannequin. I'm an ugly mannequin. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I'm leaving it in, guys. Yeah, it's all real. I'm not uh, human. I, I'm gonna say I'm not ugly. <laughs> I'm not human. <laughs> I'm an ugly mannequin. Where did you get that from? Well, number one, it just sounded like a nice little rhyme. Okay. But number two, I think part of the song is kind of feeling like. How do I say? Like, it's, you're not, like, I guess you don't quite deserve to be human. Like, you're just kind of there. It's kind of hard to explain. But you're just kind of off to the side, you know, at Target. <laughs> wearing some <laughs> You're, like, literally the color white with, like, a little sun suit on. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, no, I get that. That's deep. Thank but you. But it's also, you. like, rocking. Thank you. Yeah. I, I like to be rocking. Well, you, you are rocking. Girls rock camp. There you go. And then girls I, just rock in life. Like, yeah. I've been saying those two things a lot, I've realized, but I'm just going to go with it. Those are my catchphrases now. Rocking. There you go. And heck yeah. Oh, Who can add rocking? I love, you should keep rocking in there. I love heck yeah. I think I used to say that a lot and somehow it, like, got lost with bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I, I think it's nice. Like, like, it's PG, but it's also, like, you know, I could say, hell yeah, but I'm going to go with heck yeah. I like the C part. Like, it's, like, the comedy, like, in comedy, I use Cs because it punches, so heck. Yeah, it's, like, definitive. It's, like, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, add that to your catchphrase repertoire, everybody. Heck yeah. It's positive, but it's also, like, don't mess with me. Yeah, very tough. Very tough. Um, okay, well, I kind of love to know that little background that I wouldn't normally just, like, ask you randomly while we were hanging out, so that's the best <laughs> part about the pod. I get the inside scoop. Um, keeping on our music path, if you've heard of this little thing called The Mamas, uh, Mackenzie has got them. Uh, Mackenzie won <laughs> a mama for her song, More Than This. It was Bluegrass Song of the Year. Um, that's pretty awesome. How did that feel? It was really nice because this is going to sound okay. So I'll go back. My one goal, like before I graduated college and like moved off, I really wanted to win a mama. And the night before my 18th birthday, I ended up like sweet. I got like, I think four or five mamas for like my EP. And like, that was great. So I didn't want to go from that like amazing best night of my life to like winning zero mamas. So, like, winning that, like, obviously, like, it was cool because it's nice to, like, have them in different genres to, like, know people, like, still like you, even though, like, your music's changed a little bit. Yeah. But it was just really nice because, I don't know, it's just nice to know that you're wanted and, like, you're just, like, a, I can't say one-hit wonder because it's still just Madison, (laughs) but (laughs) it's, like, you're still, like, a thing and people like you. That's really what the mamas are about, I feel like. Yeah. And they recognize, like your talent and your work that you put in to your music. Right. I think. Um, and I think it shows. Um, I was very happy for you. And that was cool to see. It's always fun, like, to see your friends win stuff when you know that they're, like, great at it. And you're like, yes, everybody else knows. Right. And the thing like, with the, like, whenever, like, I got, like, big award shows, the winners always say, oh, my God, I really didn't expect to win this. But, like, that's, like, real. Like, I shouldn't write names because I don't want it to be, like, a thing. But there are people who are nominated against me, and I was like, there's no way they're not going to win this. So 
it was very surprising both years. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, where do you display those trophies? They're actually right on my shelf there, and they're also nightlights, fun fact. There's a little button on them. That so. is really, you know what? I actually think I knew that because I think Jonas, Jenna Jonas, for the listeners, um, showed me that once on hers. That's it cool. makes it look cool. Yeah. Plus then at nighttime, you can be like, look, they're still there. <laughs> right. I don't have to be scared of the dark. Exactly. It's like two in one. Most importantly, it's a free nightlight, but also you, you get recognized for all the work and dedication. for you. Yeah. And you know, my name's on them so they don't get lost. There you go. So what you're saying is I can't take it and then post a picture of me and be like, look at me with my mama. We could like cover my name with some tape. Yeah, it wouldn't be obvious. No, not at all. No, I appreciate that. Anytime. Um, So you want a mama and you have just one full EP out, correct? Right. Veins. And I'm looking forward to the next one. But I do have a question about that process, because I know at GRC, a lot of the, for our listener who may not know, a lot of the week is spent writing music and hanging out with people and, like, working on uh, actually playing music rather than recording, but there is a specific time on Friday at the end of the week where we go and record. It's very quick, and it's, some people say it's, like, their favorite part of the week. Now, Mackenzie has obviously recorded outside of GRC, and I'm wondering what, is that process like how does it differ and maybe like what's what's some of your favorite aspects of recording so first thing i'll say is that the ep was recorded in two different places and mannequin is very very sentimental to me because as some people know some don't i'm very very close musician named megan rose and before she moved to new york okay so the first time we talked outside of of campus like before we were very close the first thing i asked her was hey, where do you record the drums on your song? This sounds great. And it happened to be Clutch Sound, which used to be Butch Vig Studio, Smart Studios. So going forward, before she moved to New York, she was like, okay, we're going to go record a song there before I go. So we recorded Mannequin at Butch Vig's old studio, which is, like, obviously super cool. Yeah. And that was just a quick, like, one-day thing. She, like... I kind of don't like this fact, but, like, I'm cool with it because she did. Like, the, the drums in that song are actually keyed in. Like, they're not real. Oh. But, yeah. But, like, the rest of the songs have Jenna Jonas, which obviously makes up for it. And so the, the rest of the songs, like, this also is true for the singles, are recorded at Beth Killies' house in her basement. And those also, like, weren't, like, crazy days, but, I mean it's not the same as like a full on, like you go into a studio kind of experience. Like her dog was there and stuff. So it was, and she had like mom snacks. Do you want a Belvita? (laughs) (laughs) So it was very relaxed, just hanging out. Like it's kind of, Oh, the way I should say that it's really different from camp is that at camp, like you always kind of play it live together. Mm -hmm. But when you're in like a studio, like trying to do it professionally, if you will, you lay down the tracks one at a time. And that's like, I guess the most significant difference. That's cool. I kind of almost like the relax, right? You're with people you know, and you're not, like, super stressed, and you feel like you can just kind of, you're able to, like, play it a few times to get it right. For sure. I remember, actually, at Beth's house, um, her dog kept squeaking at, like, a tennis ball, so we had to kick him out, because he was getting in the way of the recording. No background tennis track? (laughs) I wish. Should have been a bonus track. That'll That'll be on the next one. For sure. 
I'm I'm dropping we're just we're dropping names and we're dropping hints on the pod <laughs> whether <laughs> they're real who knows we'll um, find out that's interesting I didn't even know that I feel like I I hear that from a lot of people who are not like Ariana Grande right who record in like the big fancy studios that things are recorded in multiple places and I kind of love that because it's like the EP has its own personality almost like yeah it's been through a journey. It didn't just happen in one day. Right. That is that is real interesting. Um, <laughs> I love that. The inside scoop. And we're name dropping some pretty awesome people in here, listener. Any name that you hear, check them out. Because almost all of them have their own music online as well and are super talented. So. I thought you were going to say almost all of them are great. <laughs> almost <laughs> all of them are good. Not to name it. No, just kidding. We can't be too sure about Beth Kelly. But yeah, yeah it's not like she's award 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 winning award. or awesome or taught me everything I know. It's yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, now she's like the actual like Madison music mom. Yeah, she's the best. Shout out to Beth <laughs> <laughs> if she's listening. Um, oh, so I mean, now that we're on Beth, we can kind of deep dive into GRC because Beth is a big part of GRC as well as some of the other people. And as we said, you've done it for a long time. Do you have a certain GRC memory that, like, sticks out to you with an original band or a cover band? Um, this is kind of a, it's not really band-specific, but one of my favorite things was just, well, I guess the first thing is, that is related to a band, is I was in a band with, like, Grace Gladham and, like, Ivy and Avery. Mm-hmm. I think there was somebody else. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting who it was. But, like, that year, like, we had the song that the campus kind of, like, excited about, or at least one of them. Yeah, and like, and it'd be like a thing like for the rest of the years after that. It's like that's one of my favorite little things, and also, I think it might have been our last year. Like we tend to have like these like quiet times, mm-hmm. and I remember like the last year, you, me, and Savannah would like land the stage and just like crack jokes and like try really hard not to laugh. Yeah, I think we got shushed once, and I felt kind of bad, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about because we're supposed to like tune down after. After eating or before eating? I think it's towards the end of the day. Toward the end? Okay. So that we don't go home like crazy to our parents. And <laughs> we just, what can we say? We're natural comedians. We have yeah. we have jokes. <laughs> it was mostly quoting Jenna Marbles, but yes. still, we made it our own. Yes, that's true. We have like a little Jenna Marbles fan club. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. And that's the song that Mackenzie's talking about for our listener. Um, sorry, you can't listen to it anywhere, but I have it, so ha. Um, it is, it's one of my favorite GRC songs, like, out of not just my own, because I wasn't in it, but out of all the years that I was there. I think, not to discredit any, any of the other um, awesome songs, but it just, like, the lyrics were something that I, for me, I could relate to. And everyone had so, like, mastered their instrument because it was the third session, so it was the advanced session. So it just felt like something that you would hear anywhere else. And I thought, not like like it's mainstream, but, like, you would buy it, you know? Mm, I think that song was especially nice because, like, I kind of came in with that riff, like, the intro. So, like, that song came together so fast and it was so natural that... It just wasn't like that the rest of the years, and it was just really easy. Yeah. I mean, you killed it. I loved your (laughs) riff. I thought it was so fun. I like when songs start out with, like, a guitar, like, and then everyone comes in afterward. You're like, yeah. "Yeah." I love the buildup. 
Yeah, got when the beat drops. When when the beat drops? Yes. <laughs> that was literally one of those moments. Um, those are fantastic memories. I would have to say one of my favorite memories that I have with you is um, when there was a literal mannequin in the yes. building. We did GRC at a church, and I think it was Jen's mannequin. Probably. Or maybe it was just at the church, but I was like, oh my gosh, Mackenzie, you have to go take a picture with that mannequin. And Mackenzie took a picture with it and posted on Facebook. It was like, always nice to meet a fan. And I totally forgot about that. You're right. I thought that was so funny. Oh my gosh. It was just there. And I don't know why. Like, just for me. Just for you. Yeah. That's one of my faves. And also all of our cover bands, just because. They're so funny and ridiculous. We always had fun. And we had some solid songs, too. Yeah. We did Green Day Foo Fighters, and we did Hole our last year, and that was kind of my favorite one in a way, because it was just so, you know, Courtney Love. Yes. It was a great big finish. Like, it was our, like, our big rock finale, almost. Yeah. I was sweating profusely at the end of it, because (laughs) that was the fastest I'd ever had to drum. But I was so proud when we finished. Yeah. That was the best. You can check that video out on Facebook, listener. I might have put it on YouTube. I don't remember. But if you look up Girls Rock Camp Madison, Violet, whole cover band, that's us. Maybe, Maybe it's out there. Maybe it's out there. Maybe it's framed on Courtney's mantle. The video? (laughs) The video itself is just on a loop. She took a screenshot of the video and then framed it. She could do that. I believe I it. I will it to happen. Yeah, I can't put anything past her. Yeah. Thanks, Court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, not only is Mackenzie a wonderful musician, but a lover of dogs. And what is an interview with Mackenzie Moore if you don't talk about dogs? Nothing. Thank you. So, yeah, you're right. Currently, you have a dog named Bucky. Please tell us when you got the dog, what kind of dog is he, and some just everything about him. Thank you for asking. Nobody's ever asked me about my dog in an interview before. Oh. So, my dog, he turned three years old on March 10th, I believe. It was a Thursday. Um, so, we got him in, like, the spring, because, you know, he got away a little bit when they were pup. Oh, yeah, I'm in the summer. Summer. So, yeah, he's three years old now. He's an English cream golden retriever. He's got a big noggin, big feet. <laughs> um, okay, so when, I, when we were, like, finally getting a dog, the things I want, like, I wanted a dog with a big head who was kind of dumb. But I also wanted a dog that made, like, a lot of sounds. Like, I knew that you couldn't, like, predict that. So, like, I just kind of let that go. But my dog makes so many fun sounds. It's my favorite thing about him. Like, I wish, like, I wish he was in here. So, but, like, he, like, lets his emotions be known. Like, it's not even howling. It's, like, he talks and he grumbles. And he he's got these, out. like, very expressive eyes. He is adorable. <clears throat> Thank you. He knows it, too. Yeah. Very <laughs> manipulative. And where did you get him from? Oh, we got him. I feel like to clarify, it was a good breeder. Not, like, one of those shady ones we made sure. Yeah. But we got it from, like, a family somewhere in North... I think it was, like, called... I think it might have been, like, Merrill or something like that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I picked him up in Wisconsin Dells because the mom of the family was going to, like, a dance competition there, so she just brought him with. Oh, he's a dance dog. Does he do tricks? 
Okay, so we tried. He was very, very smart when he was very young, but it's kind of decreased as time has gone on. <laughs> so, like, he knows how to sit. Um, he can lay down if you do, like, the hand motion. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's the kind of dog where, like, he knows things, but he will not let you know that he knows things. Okay. He's, Especially, like, stupid like, smart. Right, like, he's going to wait till there's food involved. And then he'll okay. consider it. I feel that. oh well check out i mean all your stuff is public right you post about your dog all the time so yeah it's on my music page too i think yeah facebook and instagram and i'll link all that in the podcast so you can check it out but most importantly check out bucky because for sure he's he's awesome and his name is bucky because you're a big bucky badger fan oh yeah and plus um so my mom and my stepdad work for UW Madison, and my brother and I both go there. Mm-hmm. So it's very tight. Thank God. Okay, so we got the dog before I was even in college. So yeah. thank God I got into UW, or else that would have been a little bit rough. You'd be like a Milwaukee Panther and be like, this is my dog, Bucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's a reminder. <laughs> it's, a rem- it's a reminder of your educational roots. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> So speaking of UW-Madison, not only do you write music, but you write articles for uh, Daily Cardinal? Yeah. Daily Cardinal. And I have, I read one, oh, like two weeks ago, and I'm forgetting what it was about because that's how my brain works, but I was like, <laughs> yes, because, I mean, you write great songs, so I just figure you can write great stuff too. When were you like, I want to write articles about the community and like what's going on and what's the process of like getting into the Daily Cardinal, being a part of that? So I think I just wanted to start writing because, like, you know, obviously, like, I love writing in general, but also, mm-hmm. like, I am really interested in, like, politics and what's happening in general. So I actually started as, like, the new, like, I wrote one article at, I, I went to Madison College before I transferred to UW, so I worked for the paper there. And, like, I wrote one article for them, and then, like, they were like, hey, you should interview to be, interview to be the news editor. So, like, I was a news editor for, like, a semester. And then, like, when I transferred to UW, it was just, like, very easy, like, hey, I want to work for the Cardinal. Like, okay, just email this person. Like, it was super easy to get in. Nice. And, like, now, like, I kind of realize that, like, I don't want to do news, like, full-time or anything because, like, that's just kind of a lot to give your life to. Very, like, soul-crushing. It's very hard yeah. job. Which, like, music is tough, too, but, like, it's more fun than news. And also... You can control um, what you write music about, right? But you right, can't control what's too. actually happening. And, like, there's just, like, more, like, fun experiences, I feel like. With, like news like you're kind of sitting in an office or like you're at, even if you're at home it's like oh I gotta write this article like this breaking news that's happening right now but like the nice thing with the cardinal is that at MATC the paper didn't have a satire section and actually learned, I learned until like a couple weeks ago that the daily cardinal has one so I've been writing for that now and that's like really nice because my two big loves are music and comedy and like satire is just like such a easy thing for me to write I've realized because like I was always afraid like like, I wrote, like, a lot of, like, for, like, school assignments, but that's, like, been a minute because you don't really do that in college. And, like, it was just nice to learn that it kind of flowed so easily. Cool. We're going to have to check that out. Listener, check that out. Daily Cardinal. I also love comedy. So, and I feel like it's fun to write in comedy because you can kind of be a little all over the place if you want. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you think, hey, that's a knee slapper. I just wrote right there. Right. That's a real humdinger. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I think... That's what the, that's a, that's a joke for the 60 and up 
gang of listeners. <laughs> Your main demographic. <laughs> For my mate, yes. Thank you. We have to acknowledge them. One of my favorite podcasts, they always talk about their Wisconsin listener because one of the guys in it has an aunt from Wisconsin. So every time they say like something specific, they're like, let me explain this for the Wisconsin listener. And I know it's not <laughs> me, but I always think like, oh my God, they're talking to me. I love that. <laughs> and that just made me think of that. Oh, shout out to Smartless. So do you have any dream places where you'd want to be published like like a paper that you really like reading or like what would be the best thing well if we're talking like satire you know the onion is the obvious one but like for like news news I don't know like I read a lot of like New York Times mm-hmm. and like CNN and stuff like that I feel like I have more strong opinions about where I don't want to be published <laughs> than where I do like, as long as the news source is, like, credible and, like, well-known, like, yeah, that's great. That's all I really care about. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, the New York Times, that's, like, the big one, right? I mean, yeah, that would be... Yeah, big boy. That'd be super cool. I could totally see you doing that. I, I don't deserve that. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I mean, you think, right? But everyone's got to start somewhere. The Daily True. Cardinal. Spider-Man. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. So, no BuzzFeed, Vox, Team Bop. Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to write news for BuzzFeed. Like, if any, like, entertainment, like, I could make quizzes. That would be I think fun. that'd be fun. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, what that job was like, you know, coming up with those. And do you think they just set the question so that it matches their personality, so that everybody else thinks that they're the same? I don't think that they think so hard about it. I think we just, like, put, like, very, like... Like, for example, if it's, like, what state should you live in? They just pick, like, the say it's like the biggest populations. Yeah. Or, like, what state are you from, I should say. Like, they just pick, like, the, like, those states. So it's, like, you have a decent chance of being correct. Yeah. It always tells me I'm from Las Vegas, and I <laughs> – that does not make any <laughs> sense to me. I don't know where that like comes who, from. Yeah, like, who's going to think of, oh, yeah, you're from Madison, Wisconsin. Like, BuzzFeed doesn't care about Madison, Wisconsin. Right. I'm talking – Thanks a lot, BuzzFeed. I'm sure people from Rhode Island are like, do we even exist? Like, <laughs> Don't get me started on Delaware. Like, those Poor two Delaware. states. Yeah. Oh, If there's anyone listening from Delaware, we acknowledge you. <laughs> Joe Biden, are you listening? <laughs> Joe, Joe Chris Biden. Clemens, are you there? I know, Joe, that you have a lot of free time and that you're probably listening to my podcast. And if you <laughs> are, first of all, thanks. Also, go Delaware. Yeah, go um, Delaware. The only other person I know from Delaware is a YouTuber named Chris Clemens, who I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. And also Aubrey Plaza from, like, Parks and Rec and stuff, oh, I think is from Delaware. She is wonderful. I love her on Parks and Rec, but one of my favorite roles of hers is her reoccurring uh, character on Criminal Minds. Oh, I haven't seen that, but it sounds perfect for her. It is. She is evil. What but a solid trio. Beautiful. Yeah. Go Delaware. Delaware's cool. Yeah. Delaware makes cool people, I guess. Yeah. Can you please get Chris Clemens on this podcast? That would um, be my favorite thing. I will do my best. It would be <laughs> it would be dysfunctional for all the Chris Clemens fans out there. I just winked at the camera. No one can see me. But, um, I can see you. It's okay. Mackenzie knows. She's clarifying, guys. I'm not lying, I promise. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. I'm going to go research Delaware after this. So <laughs> as we come to an end in our interview i am keeping one thing consistent throughout the second season and i'm wondering do you have any 
before I give you your quote, do you have any advice for the listener or anything you'd like to leave them with? This could be a little bit controversial, but here's my thoughts. Um, there are people who like don't believe in regret, like just live your life and like what happens happens. And that's great for certain people. But for myself, I'm very motivated by regret. So my thought is like, don't not do what you feel like you want to do because you don't want to regret anything when you die. And there's that. I like that. No, because then you might miss out on something that could be awesome. Right, I feel like it's really easy to, like, just, like, go with the flow. Like, there's definitely days where you should do that. Like, I have a lot of those days. But, like, long term, like, just go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Perfect. Mackenzie Moore, go for it. It's like... Actually, I have a a tattoo that says, do it anyway. Do it anyway. That's it. Do it anyway. It's right on her, um, what is this called? Bicep? Yeah, it's also part of a Carrie Fisher quote because I love Carrie Fisher. That's right. I guess... As I look at my so-called bicep in the Zoom, I'm realizing it's more of just a part of my arm. <laughs> I don't know if I can <laughs> clarify it as a bicep. It's part of the, your arm where a muscle goes. Yes, where a muscle should exist um, <laughs> if it wanted to. Um, that's good advice. And lastly, I will do a quote. And you have three guesses to tell me who said it. You don't win anything. Sorry, we don't have that kind of budget, but... You get, to, you get to love it. Or maybe you have a new favorite quote or one that you don't like at all. But here it goes. Music is moonlight in the gloomy night of life. Oh, I've not heard this. It can't be Dave Grohl because he wouldn't be that poetic about it. He's Too a very obvious. straightforward guy. He's the obvious um, choice, yeah. For sure. Like, none of the Foo Fighters in general. Or, like, Nirvana. Right. Hmm. It can't be, like, Bill Hader or John Wayne because, like, that's just not their thing. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine Bill Hader saying that? <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'm going to guess it's somebody from an older decade, oldish maybe. I, oh, man. I think so. I'm going to guess it's like an iconic person who isn't known for being super funny with their quotes. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, would Jimmy. <sighs> man, I feel like, okay, I got to pick something. Okay, can you give me a hit in exchange for one of my guesses? Yeah. His first, it's a man, and his first name starts with a J, but it doesn't sound like a J. Wait. It's a, it's a S-H sound, but it starts with a J. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Do I know who this person is? I didn't until I looked up the call. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna guess it's like schmob <laughs> schmob no do you want to know who it is yes please it's jean paul some man, oh okay do you know jean paul no but you know again going back to french class i know the name yeah in general he sounds like he would say that he is like an older musician of some sort <laughs> <laughs> Now we're all going to have to look him up. It's J-E-A-N. But I know it's not Jean because I listened yeah. to the pronunciation on Wikipedia and it said Jean-Paul. So Did you, did you straight up Google music quotes? <laughs> I don't have to answer anything. This is my podcast. <laughs> I knew that if I looked up Dave Grohl or anything that we knew, it would be too obvious. 
Yeah, you're right. So it I had to be. go. I was like, anything that I know, Mackenzie's going to know, so I can't know it either. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a deep cut. It can't cool. even be from this country. Yeah, it's a re- it's literally a deep cut because they don't even have it on vinyl. You can only hear it live. <laughs> <laughs> Music is moonlight in the gloomy night of life. Yeah. I think I get it. Hashtag yeah. deep. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for being on the pod and for being my first guest of season two. I'm honored. It was a blast. Um, You're the best. For our listener, I just want to remind you that it is Mackenzie Moore and all of her info, I'm pointing like I'm in a YouTube video, all of her information will be in the description. Please listen to her music. She has a YouTube channel that has originals and covers. Um, Check out the Daily Cardinal articles. Um, I'll make sure that you can have access to all that, but just support this rad human that I know. Thanks. You're rad too. Thank you. And as always, have a nice day. Thank you for listening and toodles.